Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen you are now, 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 now listening to two, 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 the P13 Podcast. Yeah. Welcome back to the P13 Podcast. Mm. We're coming back at you with another weekly episode. Remember, every Tuesday, you'll be getting a new episode here, wherever you're listening to your podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, any of your major podcast consumption services. Uh. Sitting alongside me is the one, the only, the... Our insert R and B hip hop artist here should be do go He's still with pushing R and B. Wyclef Jean like oh, voice. I don't know about that. He's got a very unique voice. He does have a very unique voice, but so do you. It's Mr. Thomas Conway. Thank you. Um, I think my voice is rather monotonous, but uh, still, it's still good on the mic. Okay, well, I know you've been practicing piano, so maybe you you mix some some keys with some bars and. Yeah, create a new I've love song. Fallen off on the piano practice, unfortunately. It's, it's the jujitsu then that is interfering with that. No, no. <laughs> I mean, there's just a lot going on. There's man. a lot. Yeah, child, life, life, business, travel, travel, holidays. This is true. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Lots of stuff. Lots and lots of stuff, such as this podcast where we where we are delivering you another informational episode. So if you are listening to this and you want to chime in on some of this conversation, feel free to leave us a little comment on the Instagram. Direct message. Direct message. DMs, as they call it these days. Sliding into the DMs. Sliding. Is that still a thing? Do people still slide in the DMs? I think so. Or do they send TikToks to the ones that they want? Mm, I guess it depends on what you have in terms of platform usage. Oh, this is very true. I don't get any DMs. Neither do I. That's okay. Yeah. I'll DM you today. Oh, okay. Then I'll yeah. DM you back. Nice. And we'll slide into each other's DMs. Nice. Nice. Anyways, today we were talking about something fun. Something uh, a little more off the cusp, maybe? Yeah. But is that yeah. the best way yeah. to... Yeah. It's how you talk about yeah. things off yeah. the cusp? Huh? Okay. <laughs> well, today, well, what we're talking about, well, part of it is training. Training is great. Weight training... Sport training, things like that. Training is fun. There's no better feeling than getting to some of the goals you've set for yourself. In the gym specifically, it could be that one rep max. Maybe it's a body composition goal. Maybe you learned how to do a proper Turkish getup. Those are some of the things that uh, you may hit, etc., etc. Outside of those things, it could be maybe you hit a new time on the rower. Maybe you just made it consistently to your daily or your weekly workout goal. Starting to get a little off topic there in terms of goal setting, but you understand what I'm, I'm getting at. Most of us can agree it is a high when you succeed at these things, and sometimes we may get obsessed with some of these activities to the point where we forget about other things in life, which is kind of the topic of today, training for life. What does that mean? I mean, it could mean various things. Being strong so you have an opportunity to handle body weight in jiu-jitsu, like one Thomas Conway, or have strength to battle with someone in basketball, or have something even more real, such as taking groceries from the grocery store checkout till to your car. 
if you're listening to this podcast, then you know, if you, most of you know that training has benefits and it's something that the most beginner or advanced person can attain. But what does it mean in life? What does that mean in life, Mr. Conway? This is where I come in, I suppose. <laughs> so, yeah, where we've been, you- we've been, we've been talking, Cal and I have been talking about this topic a little bit more recently. And I think it's, uh, primarily due to both of us venturing into non-training, quote-unquote, activities. Would you call it play? <clears throat> yeah, one could call it play, yeah. So so kind of going in more into play. And I think that's kind of the, the thought to keep in your mind during this conversation is, you know, activities and certain recreational activities that could be considered play are, are different than like training in the gym. Yes. Right. And there may be a little less measured, first of all, right. On a gym, you have weights and like timers, timers and other things that kind of track metrics. Whereas like an activity is more, there's, there's less, I guess, measurement tools. Yeah. There's you, tangibles that you, that you can kind of, look for aim for or shout out to susan trying to get her 2k yeah ski time ski better time. yeah so in the gym there's there's a lot more measurable things but so recently myself and Calla have both as we kind of mentioned ventured into more recreational activities that are non-gym specific so Calla has started playing basketball yeah trying to get back on the hoops court. it up hoops it up he's got some sick Handles is that kind of I use that correctly. Yeah, you did. I'm not handles. eh, eh. What's your what's your niche on the court? Niche is let me guess savage defender. I can defend a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Not the greatest, but yeah, I'll leave it at that. Only because I have someone that just doesn't quit. uh, Yeah, I haven't played a lot recently and producer TJ can probably attest to my performance. How bad (laughs) it was the very first time, but he said it was good. It's okay. (laughs) It's, I, I know I, I can do a little bit better. That's all. Yeah. But anyways. We all can. We all um, can. But so Cala has like ventured into that. I have started to practice jujitsu. And I think both of us experienced um, kind of a... Kind of a shock. Kind of a shock when we both got into them. Yeah. I know for me getting into jujitsu, it was like, damn, like there are things that are required in this sport or activity that I've just not trained. Yeah. And... And I think that's kind of the premise of this whole episode is understanding that just getting getting certain metrics in the gym or certain attributes in the gym does not necessarily mean you're going to be fit for all things. And I think it's hard to be fit for all things. For example, while I get some new stimulus by practicing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that doesn't mean that I'm going to then also be able to go start playing basketball and have all this, the skills or capacities that I need for that. Mm-hmm. And, and this also ties back into an older story that, that had, I had experienced in the past. And I think I may have mentioned it on the podcast, but where I, it was probably when I was my, I guess, gym fittest, mm-hmm. quote mm-hmm. unquote, I, I could deadlift almost 400 pounds. I could front squat almost 300 pounds. I had a sub 632k row. Ooh. 
And yeah, so all those numbers and metrics were really good, but it was around the time of me getting married and my wife and I decided to do a choreographed da- uh, choreographed dance, excuse me, and yes. uh, dance, we dancing. <laughs> and, and, you know, we went to our first lesson and I had to dip my wife and, uh, and like after doing it repetitively a few times, I all of a sudden felt like this little tweak in my adductor, my hand, hamstring. Oof. And that was a moment, that was like the first moment that I really experienced that where like I'd gotten so fit in the gym and had spent so much time doing that. And then I go to do something that is like uh, more of a, I don't want to say like functional human movement because dance is technical and complex. It is. But like it requires your body to move relatively freely. Yes. And so I start doing this activity and all of a sudden I get this little thing in my adductor. I'm like, I can do all these things in gym. Why, why can I, why can't I, dip why, can, why can't I dip my wife? Like, you know, it, it was, um, so that was a big eye opener. And then jujitsu, the same thing. Like, you know, I get in there and it's like, it was extremely taxing on my grip, my, mm. my adductors, um, my neck and my jaw, all these little things that you don't think about. And so that's kind of the idea behind this episode is like understanding what you're training for And also, if you are wanting to train for some things in the outside world, how can you incorporate certain things in your training to help you for that? Mm -hmm. And like the technicalities of it, like there's probably no amount of deadlifts that could help with like attaining your grip in someone's gi or manipulating it properly on someone's gi to throw them any which way. Right, exactly. Yeah, because... Gripping a bar is very different than gripping a gi. And so in that context, maybe there's some things I can do that's like like towel grips or something like that or towel hangs, right? Barbell reapers. Barbell reapers. Shout out DJ Mirakami. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, He's got some fun stuff. Um, Yeah, so, you know, like adding in some variability that, that is like what you're trying to do can be important or can be helpful Mm -hmm. and not to say that things in the gym can't like provide you with any benefit i can and i can speak on that because i'll speak on that from my situation when i was doing a couple of spartan races as well too and this is when i started going into p13 and yes i was still doing a little bit of running to to try and catch up to the mileage of some of those spartan races but like just the conditioning days alone mm-hmm. gave me access to, or gave granted me more access to the accessibility to be better in those mile times. Right. To have a little more capacity to have. Yeah. yeah. It, I've, that was the biggest thing I noticed from training without those type of conditioning days when I was doing those Spartan races for, versus when I tried to do my first, like uh, half marathon where it was just purely running. Yeah. And it was just purely running. It's like, I, I kind of felt like that's, I hit a thresh, I hit like maybe a wall. Also, I wasn't getting like any like big professional help either. Listen back to our previous topic on why a coach is important to help you out. Um, But this also, this helped me out when going into the, the other aspect was having a coach at P13 and going through proper like conditioning techniques or, and how do you gauge your metrics? How do you push yourself? Like, yeah. I think the biggest thing was getting a push mm-hmm. so that I could open up and gain more accessibility to a capacity that mm-hmm. I didn't think I would have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing to think about with training for life, I think 
one thing that becomes important to think about is where you're at in terms of training age as mm -hmm. well. So example would be this, <clears throat> say that someone is wanting to, it could be, it could be either, it could be playing basketball or practicing jujitsu, but they're untrained. Like they haven't trained really with, they haven't trained at all. Mm -hmm. uh, not in those disciplines, but physically, physical activity, exercise, whatever. Those people could certainly benefit from probably some of the training that we do in the gym, for example. Agreed. Like just getting stronger is going to make you better at jujitsu. Uh, getting a better lung capacity is going to make you better at basketball. Mm -hmm. So that's where, you know, and, and I think a concept that is applicable here is general physical preparedness. Yes. What level of that do you have? With me, for example, right now, just because I've been training for so long, my general physical preparedness is pretty high. Yeah. But the specific demands of the activity that I'm trying to do are underdeveloped. Yep. And that's where I could then spend more time training because I already have this kind of base level capacity. That's where I could spend more time in my training incorporating some things that are maybe more specific to the activity that I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing to think about. But yeah, in terms of training for life, another big concept to keep in mind, and we tell, we tell people this in the gym all the time, and this is something that we've always talked about since the beginning of P13. We think that the training that you do in the gym should be a supplement to your life and should make it better. Uh, and what I think is an easy trap to fall into, and I've certainly fallen into this trap, is making your life completely about training. Right. And so I can, I've, I can attest to that too. Cause I've fallen into that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different maybe a little bit for us because we're coaches and like, that's, you know, what we do, we're trying to, yeah. yeah, we're trying to research and like figure out things that we can apply to the group and stuff like that. But, um, I think, and, and I've seen this in CrossFit, I think, mm -hmm. uh, that a lot of people that do it, it's like their life is, it kind of totally revolves around mm -hmm. that. And what I mean when I say it should be a supplement and not a replacement for things is like, I know some people that maybe are so beat up from workouts that they can't go do whatever it is that they want to do. Maybe on the weekend they like to hike, but because they're so beat up from their workouts from the week, really all they can do is recover to get ready for the next week. That's yeah. also going to beat them up. So I think that's an important thing to think about. And with that being said, specifically talking to our members and people that we work with, that doesn't mean you can't come in no. four or five days a week. But what is maybe a valuable thing to think about, and we talk to all of our people about this, especially ones that come five, six days a week, you do have to think about potentially uh, regulating intensity a bit Yeah, to go all five days like really hard is pretty tough yeah and it's a big demand on the body especially if you're trying to do other stuff right like those other activities whatever it might be there's some people that play rec league soccer or or whatever or they but, just like to go up to the mountains and snowboard on yeah or that too yeah snowboard ski uh whatever so like that's where you just have to be mindful of you know, providing your body space and time to recover from intense days. Mm -hmm. 
And if that means the next day that you come in and you train at lighter loads, or if it's a conditioning day, you go at lighter intensities, like that's totally fine. You know, the important thing for continuing to be healthy long-term and get fit long-term is to be active often and a lot. Right. And I think some of the more like fit people that I know and even like older people that are really fit, like they're just always doing stuff. Yeah. Right. So I think that's the bigger key is, and that's going to keep you healthy for, for life really. Absolutely. Yeah. So everything, this is great. Everything we talked about sounds like where training can be effective for you. Now, I guess the flip side of this, where can training be ineffective for you? Yeah, so this takes a little bit more thought and introspection for each person. In the context of like me personally, and we can use this as an example, I've kind of learned that if I want to do uh, jiu-jitsu like three times a week, I definitely need to be mindful about the other stuff that I'm doing around it. And specifically for me, uh, that's been what that looks like is a bit of a reduction in like barbell training, Mm. just because I've found that barbell training requires uh, a lot of recovery time for me. And so I might change some of my training. Like today, for example, it's in between a Monday and Wednesday jujitsu session. And I went pretty hard at jujitsu yesterday. Today might be a little bit of like core work, which is not going to be too taxing for the body. And then maybe like some body weight movements. Like I might do some just like push-ups, pull-ups and dips. Like that's a go-to for me. I think that's, that's the thing is like what, what is required of the activity that you're trying to do. And then kind of working backwards from there and being like, all right, well, what things am I doing in my training right now that might actually be taking away from Mm. getting better at that or being fresh for that? Yeah. I can, I'll, I'll add my little piece here, like with me for like trying to get to play basketball again, I noticed, and this has happened to me before too, is like to go for heavy singles or heavy doubles. Yeah. I've noticed that when I do that, my diet changes because a, I'm trying to get to my numbers. So I'm normally consuming more calories on those days. So I'm a little heavier too. Interesting. When I'm getting to those. And that also makes it really difficult to go play basketball play basketball go up and down the court because of eating more i think it's a little bit of everything i eat a lot more so okay. I'm, I'm always trying i get a little bit bigger and try to get because i've I'm, i mean because you're trying to work on those absolute strength numbers. absolute strength yeah. numbers yeah. and then even just getting to those they'll like if if i hit a if i hit a especially if it's a a five three one day where i'm doing the five at like 75 the three at 80 and then the one at like 95 that's taxing it's taxing yeah the next day i'm pretty smoked yeah it's it's it needs a little more recovery time for sure yeah one could argue if you're actually trying to get your game better that might be worthwhile taking those kind of rep schemes out yeah because what is a one rep max or what is a even a one or or a three or a five what is that really going to do for you on the court exactly that that's like what I felt and that's what I've had to like, I, I, I sometimes bad about it because I just don't make the adjustment right away. Yeah. Uh, it, it takes me like the first day, but first few weeks back and I'm just like, oh man, that's right. I have to adjust yeah. pro- appropriately now. Mm-hmm. 
So that it takes a little tinkering and, and, and understanding that, okay, maybe I can, maybe I can like go through like a season, like, well, maybe create my own like season or progression. Right. Right. That. Right. Yeah. But, like in season training. Almost. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's, uh, that's a useful thing to, to think about. So we talked about changing some of those rep schemes, but you were saying about adding kind of like a cross training aspect. Yeah. I think there's professional athletes that are kind of like going down this route, but there's a kind of a new wave in training. I think that's, that's potentially going to be a, a big player in the future. And it's like less of a focus on numbers and metrics and deadlift and squat and like bench mm. press and like all that stuff and more of a focus on like movement quality mm. like how is that person moving as an individual because that's one thing that i think for myself i've kind of found that that i overlooked potentially and people use the term like leaking energy and like, is the person, or in this case, am I leaking energy from certain places? So like when I squat, are there certain things moving that I'd be better off if they weren't? To give listeners a few references, like some people that have done a lot of work in this area, David Weck, he's a guy based in San Diego. <laughs> he's, uh, he's an interesting fella. But he's done, he's actually the inventor of the BOSU ball. Yeah. And everybody uses the BOSU ball incorrectly. Like he invented it for a certain very specific purpose and way of being used. Dan Clarkson. Dan Clarkson. It's not <laughs> just to stand on with one leg. But, but he, he kind of like believes that there is a, a natural locomotive pattern that people have and that we just lose over the years mm. because of various things, lifestyle, Primarily. So he's one. And then Goda, which I've been telling you about a little bit more recently, there's some crossover between the two, but it basically, it's the same basic idea that there is a, a natural way in which we move that a lot of times we almost like train ourselves out of doing. Mm, okay. And, and that can be exacerbated by, by not specifically by these movements. Well, I guess in a way, yes, but by squatting, and it's not the squat itself, it's how you're squatting. Like if people, so me, for mm -hmm. example, a lot of times when I squat, I have a hard time fighting my, especially my right ankle collapsing in. And that would be an energy leak. Got it. So for me, and one thing I think we'll start incorporating a little bit more at Project 13 Gyms is some of these more movement-based, working on more of these movement-based qualities. Yeah. And an example of this too is like just rotating. Mm. If you look in, in, in all the traditional exercises that people really care a lot about, how much of it involves rotation? Not a lot. Not a lot. It's just a lot of vertical press, push, pull, yeah. horizontal. Squatting, deadlifting, bench pressing. Yeah. You're not actually rotating your body. And a lot of people would argue that that's a natural human quality that again we lose over the years and that's i would say that i see that in a lot of people 
that I see training like they're, they're just they don't rotate well. I'd agree to that. And then this is also a nice transition into another question. What is it about? And you can also you've cut, you've touched on this here too. What is it about play that you can slash have learned that your mind body needs or needed a refresh on? So you, you spoke on it a little bit like rotation. Mm-hmm. That might be one piece. Yeah. So I think with play like, you know, that's one, the, I don't know if ability is the right word, but the exposure, I should say, the exposure to improvisational movement, mm. I think can be good because in the context of a sport or, or, or an activity, you got to improvise a lot. You do. Basketball. Like if, if you're chasing down a ball, you think you're going to know exactly how you're flexing your knee? No. No, you're just like, I'm trying to get that ball. You're going to stop and start when someone has to go ship. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, in jujitsu, you're going to get flipped over. Someone's going to yeah throw you, you know, over. Someone's going <laughs> to roll your shoulders. This happened recently. Someone crawled in between my legs and put me into a front split almost like not a full front split. Cause I can't do one, but I was like, how did I get here? Right. <laughs> so that's the thing is like, if your training only consists of those squats, deadlifts, lunges, things that are very sagittal plane base Mm -hmm. and only that then when you try to go and do those things why would your body really be good at doing them you have you've created your how did you say it your physical preparation you're physically prepared yeah 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 you got some strength you got some capacity but again like yeah some of those other elements uh that i think are important like rotating like side bending like flexing Um, your spine, those I think are things that are often overlooked. Mm -hmm. So I think the big thing for people to kind of take away is there's nothing wrong with training to train. If you just really want to get fucking a heavy, strong deadlift, that's fine, you know. But I think that people, again, often think, oh, because I can do these things, that means when I go do whatever, I'm going to be able to do it really well. And it's not necessarily, you just got really good at squatting and deadlifting. Mm -hmm. And again, if that's your goals then like, that's fine. But I think that's the big thing is like, understand what it is that you're working on. And if you want some other qualities, make sure those are also built into what you're doing. And with that, avoid the bullshit, avoid the bullshit. Thank you again for listening to the P13 podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production. Absolutely. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Project 13 Gyms. You can find myself at Kemifan, that is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media? You can find me at Conway Bunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y-B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.